Local voices, local conversations. You're listening to NapaBroadcasting.com. Thanks for joining us here on NapaBroadcasting.com. I've talked to you before about how hard the job of third district supervisor is. Half the constituency appreciates and is economically dependent on the wine industry. The other half seems to want to jump into their DeLorean, go back 50 years, or at the very least, blame the industry for every problem, every pothole, every traffic jam, every tree that dies, and every politician that's elected. Jim Conaway's recent polemic captured this particular distorted meme. And as is usual, some of this is playing out in the current election for third district supervisor, where four-term incumbent Diane Dillon is running against former Farm Bureau president C.O. Perez. It is my pleasure to welcome C.O. Perez to the program today to talk a little bit about this campaign and about himself. C.O., thanks so much for coming in. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Well, it's great to have you here. First of all, tell us a little bit about your background and a little bit about your history. I think there's still some people that that may not know. Well, uh, I was born and raised in St. Helena, Uh, went through St. Helena's school system through high school, Uh, graduated from St. Helena High, Uh, spent one year at Stanford University, and after spending the one year there at Stanford decided to transfer to UC Davis where I got a degree in viticulture and enology, a BS degree. And when you went into Stanford, did you have the interest in viticulture and enology or did that sort of come out of that experience? No, actually uh, my attendance at Stanford was an agreement with my dad and I. Uh-huh. Uh, since I got accepted to Stanford, uh, he wanted me to go uh, there for at least one year uh, before I uh, decided to transfer mm-hmm. to Davis. Uh, but through that whole time, I had an interest in farming. And you wound up at Davis, and then talk a little bit about what happened next. Uh, pretty simple. After graduating from Davis, coming back to the Valley, working for uh, several different companies through the time period until in 1981, I found a, a local family uh, that had property out in the Con Valley area that were developing vineyard. And uh, so I chose to take that position and have been there since. And tell us a little bit about your involvement in things here in the Valley. I know you were very involved for many years in the Farm Bureau and a little little bit about that history. Yeah, it was uh, actually participated at the board level for the Napa County Farm Bureau for uh, probably 30 years and uh, uh, stepped off the board when I decided to uh, run for the office of uh, 3rd District Supervisor. Mm -hmm. Um, but, again, was very good as far as experience, uh, both locally and at the state level. Talk a little bit about that experience at the Farm Bureau, because there were a lot of ups and downs. There were very tumultuous times during part of uh, the period that you were on the board there. Yeah. About issues that are not dissimilar from issues today. No, they're, they're uh, similar issues. They're uh, uh, the, probably the the first one I recall is is Measure J when that was first presented to the uh, voters of the county, uh, and um, and then after that uh, was uh, another uh, development uh, that was located uh, here east of Napa, uh, along Soskal Ridge, uh, and uh, uh, that one uh, uh, went to a Measure J vote and was defeated uh, to prevent the residential and commercial development that was proposed there. Uh, worked hard on Measure P, which was the extension of Measure J uh, for the county until uh, uh, the year to- uh, 2058. Um, but uh, yeah, it, through that period, again, there was also some issues dealing with uh, the um, 
ag uh, watershed and, and other land use issues. Mm-hmm. And talk a little bit about what you learned during those periods and those issues and really how it shaped your views and how your views about them evolved over that period of time. Well, through that time, it was uh, uh, probably the best education I got had to do with when people work together, whether uh, they're for or against a particular issue. Uh, when they work together with the leadership of uh, the county government, uh, things tend to come out better overall. Uh, but again, the, when when there are times when the leaders don't seem to be considering it a, much of an issue, uh, then it's left to the people to uh, create a measure and step forward uh, and uh, with enough sig- signatures uh, put it before the voters. What are other periods of time when you think that the county hasn't been as aggressive or as proactive as it should have been with issues? Uh, Yes. Actually, um, when they first began uh, allowing and permitting the um, events uh, that uh, were supposed to be marketing events but seemed to have evolved to much more than the idea of, of marketing, uh, and into uh, the commercial area, which uh, those commercial aspects uh, with the um, consideration of the ag preserve, they, they should have been directed towards the cities mm-hmm. and not necessarily allowed uh, in uh, the rural areas of the county. What about the fact, though, that marketing has become a bigger and bigger part of what the wineries have had to do because direct-to-consumer sales is now the major part of the business? Well, the major part of the business and the purpose of the events was supposed to be educating the consumers. Uh, And uh, that education, uh, at least when first considered, uh, had to do with uh, small food pairings uh, and uh, uh, other opportunities in regards to presenting your your product uh, to consumers, um, uh, including uh, and not just limited to individuals that were in the distribution industry or the um, uh, restaurant uh, and other other areas where you would sell your wine, but uh, went into uh, individuals visiting your, your winery. So at this point, uh, again, I don't think that the real issue has to do with people coming in and tasting wines. I think it has to do with the events that are much more than that, much bigger than that. But ultimately, it has to do with selling wine, which is which is the end goal. And, and there are just not enough distributors around anymore, hardly any, to really pick up the slack. I mean, it's very different than it used to be in that regard. No, that's true. But uh, again, in considering the type of uh, considerations that you need to take uh, to protect the ag lands, uh, the idea of it becoming a restaurant, as an example, is much more than ever was intended. Uh, the other part of the events uh, and the education uh, was only to charge uh, your uh, your cost to recoup uh, the actual uh, monies that you were spending for the event and not to be utilized as an additional revenue source for the winery. How has that, in your view, had a negative impact on ag in general? Well, I think the majority of the impact had to do with neighborhoods, uh, maybe not necessarily directly with agriculture itself. And uh, we've been fortunate in the county that 
we've had wide support and uh, uh, measures like J and P show that the community still values uh, the idea of ag being the best use uh, to have in the rural areas of our county. Uh, there's, with the advent of, of the events that have been going on, uh, many more people much later in the evening, uh, it's developed into a nuisance uh, to some degree uh, when they're not done properly. Expand on that a little bit in terms of what the nuisance is as you see it. Well, there's a certain level of the quality of life that people have gotten to expect uh, partly because when they probably purchased their property, there may not have been a winery next door. It's similar to uh, uh, when uh, something uh, like an airport uh, were to come in your community and, and build right next to your property. It wasn't there before. You had peace and quiet, and next thing you know, you've got airplanes landing. Uh, well, the, the, I guess the difference is that if you move into a place and you know that the highest and best use of the land is an airport, you kind of have to be prepared for that. I mean, in the Napa Valley, we know what the highest and best use is, so I don't think people are shocked when a winery moves in next door. Well, again, it's not the winery itself. It's not even the production. It's those events that are happening there uh, at wineries now, uh, I think, are the focus of, uh, of the problem. Uh, people expect, uh, say, a tractor to be running in the morning or even in the evening at night when you're doing some spraying. Uh, that's all part of actual farming. Uh, the events uh, that have been occurring in the valley uh, more frequently uh, don't tend to fit that description. If you were elected as a supervisor, how would you approach this with your colleagues and in, and in terms of policy? Well, uh, again, uh, in terms of policy, I think we need to take a look at what was intended uh, not just for the ag preserve uh, but also the winery definition ordinance uh, that happened in 1990. I think there have been some more recent things occurring uh, which were never intended in either one of those. So uh, would you be in favor of reopening the WDO? Uh, Well, I would be in favor of discussing the WDO for the purposes of defining of what really had been intended. To open it up, I don't know that would be necessary. It would be just everybody to understand what the intent and what the descriptions were uh, in regards to the existing WDO. Because to open it up, of course, opens it up for, for anything to change. Well, uh, I think most of us uh, uh, consider the 75% rule to be the most important part of the WDO. Uh, that protects uh, our farming and, and its health, uh, certainly. And uh, it's always been assumed that uh, with that 75% rule, uh, any winery going on to ag lands would be for the benefit, the majority of uh, the benefit would be for the agriculture here in the county. Moving away from agriculture for a moment, what are some of the other issues that, that you've looked at that you're concerned about that are on your radar as far as potentially being a supervisor? Well, uh, there's there's a few that uh, they're somewhat local to the different parts of the district. Uh, one is uh, the fairgrounds up in Calistoga, uh, and um, somewhat the uh, I don't want to call it neglect, but the maintenance and upkeep of the facility uh, hasn't been what it should. Uh, I think there are th- events that could be encouraged to happen there that would be of benefit and interest to that local community of Calistoga uh, and help improve uh, the income for the facility and and help 
in regards to the economics uh, of of uh, their budget. What are your thoughts about the city of Calistoga wanting to buy it? Mm, I don't know that it's really going to matter who owns it. I think in the long run it depends on the intentions of the individuals that are guiding it. I would hate to think that it's going to be uh, sold uh, for the purposes of another hotel and spa, as an example. Uh, I think that's uh, the wrong direction to go for the county or the town of Calistoga. I think it's a, an opportunity to develop it to be an asset for, for all of District 3. Uh, yeah. I mean, people in St. Helena uh, certainly aren't that far away from uh, Calistoga to utilize the facility for their needs as well. Talk a little bit about what you see going on in St. Helena. Certainly the city has some serious economic problems. There are, I understand, 15 empty stores in, in the city of St. Helena, all told. Talk a little bit about what you see happening there. Well, again, it's a difficult situation in regards to the city. It's uh, it's gotten to be moving more towards uh, accommodating for tourists and hospitality uh, in regards to the stores and, and further away from the locals. Um, it... Uh, uh, and as a result, uh, you know, prices and uh, for rents are high. Uh, everybody is trying to capitalize as much as possible on the popularity. Um, and um, the city itself, I don't know that it was or is in big a, as big a, an issue economically, uh, but certainly their 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 issue with water is is pretty big. And and uh, same with the uh, sewage disposal. Mm-hmm. Um, both are somewhat limited as to the resource now, and um, I would hope that their leadership uh, will kind of get their house in order before they start looking at expanding any additional use of either water or waste disposal. It's an interesting mix in the district. You have, you know, Yountville, which is pretty much built out at this point, and certainly a lot going on there. You've got San Alino, which is resisting everything and, and, and it's arguably suffering the economic consequences of that. And Calistoga, which is uh, on the move, I guess, as they say. Well, I think the difficulty, again, is uh, what you're choosing to expand. And uh, the uh, the glitter of, of hotels and, and uh, spas uh, certainly increase your visitation, uh, but what they also increase is your need for affordable housing uh, and other issues that go along with uh, wages that are being paid at the lower level. Um, It only complicates an existing problem uh, more so than, than, uh, uh, say, other projects you might uh, look at or consider that uh, have a higher uh, base wage that you would be paying. For example? Well, uh, again, that, uh, uh, there are a lot of things connected with uh, the tech industry uh, that uh, don't utilize much of anything except the, um, the, net, the Internet. Um, and uh, that has uh, no draw in regards to visitation or, or uh, the glamour of, of wineries, but it certainly uh, maybe would put people in a a better position uh, to be able to work uh, in an area and afford uh, what is needed uh, just for uh, living. What is your sense of the direction of the current Board of Supervisors? 
again, I, I think they've lost a little bit of the focus in, in, of what the uh, Ag Preserve was intended to do. Um, I, I don't know that we need uh, uh, more than 26,000 events a year that have been permitted. Um, I think they've fallen short in regards to uh, requiring compliance and, and uh, short on enforcement. And that has to do with more than just wineries. That has to do with even the area where I'm involved, which is farming. What do you see as the central differences between yourself and um, Supervisor Dillon? Well, I, I feel strongly that individuals that have existing permits ought to be required to comply with those permits and, and not get uh, compliance through modifications or expansions. Uh, if an individual doesn't have the ability to control uh, the size that he or she has been given in the permit, uh, how can the county expect them to comply and, uh, uh, with, with, with bigger uh, uh, operations? So you, you don't want to see any more modifications given? or No, I'm not saying that I'm not in favor of modifications. Uh, I'm, I'm in favor of requiring compliance with an existing permit mm -hmm. before any expansion or modification of an existing permit is considered. And talk a little bit about uh, certainly what has been, uh, I suppose, the most heated issue in this election. Not your race, although that's certainly contested, but uh, the whole Measure C issue and, and your views on that. Yeah, well, I think Measure C is a result of uh, what was ignored by the county as far as concerns of a lot of local people that having to do with the watershed and open space and uh, uh, it resulted in an initiative. Um, the, um, uh, the initiative itself, uh, I think, uh, personally is, is needed uh, since the county uh, didn't react uh, to some of the requests or, or some of the um, uh, pleas on behalf of uh, the communities uh, and individuals in the communities. And, uh, as a result, uh, the, uh, the initiative process, uh, which I believe in, is being utilized to, uh, to cover their concerns. And do you think that it's a well-crafted initiative that will serve the county well? Uh, not being an attorney, uh, but having read it several times, uh, I, think it, I think it will serve the county well. And I think it is written well enough so that uh, by far the majority of the measure will stay in place if it's legally challenged. And do you think that it is consistent with agriculture being the highest and best use of land in the county? I do. I think there's, your approach to farming has to be in regards to the property that you're dealing with, its location, its uh, terrain, a lot of other things uh, that go into it. And, and you've got to consider that you, there are certain limitations. Um, and part of the limitations that you've got to consider uh, is the effect of the whole in regards to what you're doing. Um, the, to, to expect to be able to go into an area out in the ag watershed and remove all of the trees uh, is not only short-sighted for yourself as a farmer, but it's extremely short-sighted for the health of the community in general and the surrounding area. Uh, and specifically, uh, it has to do with uh, the ability of the terrain to 
function as, as a, a water absorber and replenisher. And some would argue that vineyards do that as well. Uh, they do it to a lesser degree uh, than uh, oak woodlands or forests. Um, but I'm not going to argue that it does not. How do you see that in the context of what we went through in the fall with the fires and concern about the oak woodlands and the forest really becoming overgrown, if not managed properly? Well, if anything isn't managed properly, there's going to be results that aren't too good. Um, and uh, uh, when you're dealing with with wood and, and <coughs> forests, uh, there's there are there is the issue of of uh, fuel loads and and things that happen uh, when. Uh, things aren't managed properly, uh, but that would exist uh, whether there's vineyard there or whether there's forest. Mm-hmm. Um, to a lesser degree, uh, maybe with vineyard, but uh, the vineyards don't necessarily, that they might prevent the, uh, the fire from burning where the vineyard is, but they certainly wouldn't be pr- uh, stopping uh, the surrounding areas and forests from, from having the same issue. I want to come back to something you said earlier, that the Board of Supervisors had not been responsive enough to some of the voices in the community, and that's what gave rise to the initiative process. Certainly the community has had ample opportunity to to really express its voice in the election of, of supervisors, and those that are there now reflect those that have been elected by the community. How is that consistent with the argument that the board hasn't been responsive? Well, I think it's become a little bit uh, more prevalent uh, recently as it was, uh, say, four to eight years ago. Um, The other thing I was somewhat amazed at is uh, with this last election cycle, there was only one contested race. Uh, So I think there's a lack of individuals willing to step forward and challenge individuals that have been there. It's it's difficult in, uh, to unseat somebody who's served even one term, uh, let alone four. And how have you enjoyed the the political process so far? Well, I have to say I've I've met a lot of nice people that I didn't know before. Can't really say that I know them now, but at least I've shaken a hand or two of people that I uh, I didn't know. Um, uh, I think it's a. Uh, uh, it was a good opportunity in regards to hearing individuals and their concerns uh, that may might have been different uh, than my original reason for entering the race, uh, but is n- no less important than uh, land use, which I consider to be uh, my main interest. Um, but um, uh, uh, it involves a lot of time. It, it involves uh, a lot of speaking, which uh, at times I'm better at than others. Uh, but, um, uh, again, it gives me a, another level of knowledge in regards to our county as a whole. What have you heard from people? What have you learned out there that surprised you? I mean, you, you obviously went into this with a certain set of beliefs. We've been talking about some of them. And you think that they're reflective of a lot of views that are out there. What have you heard that surprises you? I'm trying to think in regards to what's, what I've found out about uh, that um, uh, was surprising. Um, I don't know that anything was, was surprising. Uh, I, I know that there's a, a problem with affordable housing at all levels of income, uh, not just the poor. Uh, uh, and uh, I, again, uh, uh, knew that there's uh, uh, 
the housing stock itself is is uh, getting less and less with each year that goes by that would be considered at levels of affordability because uh, the whole county is uh, is sought after in regards to another place to live. Uh, these aren't individuals that uh, are working here, but uh, individuals that either might be looking for a home for retirement or a vacation home, some things of that sort. Uh, but it puts additional pressures on on those individuals that do work here and their ability to afford to purchase or even rent. And is that a problem for the cities, or do you think that the county has a role in that? Well, I think the county has a role uh, just as much as the cities do. If, if as a county, we're hoping to place the uh, uh, majority of our residential needs in urban areas, uh, then the county has to be willing to step forward and help uh, with uh, that idea. Um, and I think, you know, the passage of Measure J and the passage of Measure P still enforce the idea that that's what the communities want, is they w- want the housing in the urban areas and uh, effectively uh, farming in rural areas. Uh, but in order for the county to be successful at that, uh, they can't be competing with the cities. Uh, for, uh, say, seats in restaurants or even rooms in hotels. Uh, They've got to be willing to let those commercial aspects occur in the cities where the cities can, again, develop the revenues uh, that are required to take care of uh, the, uh, the expanded needs of housing. And what specific, to that point, what specifically would you like to see the county do in that direction? Well, there's several things I think that the uh, county uh, may do. Uh, whether they do or not depends on three votes. Uh, but I would like to see them uh, continue to develop uh, and work on the workforce housing program that they've started to develop, uh, take a look at methods uh, that would increase the revenues or not would generate additional monies that could go into programs such as that that uh, would help out either with uh, low-interest loans for those individuals that are trying to buy a home or in some manner develop uh, additional um, uh, payments uh, for building uh, affordable apartment complexes, that sort of thing. Uh, but um, And take a look at things like uh, our TOT tax and the percentage that, uh, that might be changed in direction. Uh, say, uh, take a... Uh, a portion of uh, the TOT tax and and uh, funnel it directly into uh, uh, the housing needs that uh, we have uh, for our working our working uh, people. Do you any thoughts or any uh, ideas with respect to what the county is doing with regard to the hard work that they've been putting forward trying to fund the jail and health and human services and some of the other areas the county's involved in? Well, uh, I think they've done a, a pretty good job overall in regards to what they get for the money that goes into those programs. Uh, it's, again, a difficult, it's a difficult situation when the, uh, programs that were really paid for by the state uh, are dumped on the county on the local level without, uh, without following any uh, uh, program or any method of paying for it. Uh, there's a lot of social services that were covered by the state uh, that are no longer uh, covered by the state but still required by the local communities to take care of that. Uh, so, again, it, we've, we, the, the need for um, 
monies to cover those programs uh, aren't going away. In fact, they're only increasing each time the state chooses to diminish the monies that they would otherwise have provided. Um, so again, I think the county uh, on those levels uh, has done really well uh, and has uh, gotten a lot uh, for the money that they put into the programs. And if for any reason this campaign doesn't work out, if you don't get elected, are you going to uh, continue to run for office? Are we going to see you again? Uh, well, I'm not even going to wait until I run for office again. I'll continue to stay involved at some level of, of uh, community participation, uh, whether that be, again, through the local uh, the Napa County Farm Bureau uh, or maybe even other organizations uh, that, um, again, are, are – uh, are trying to help uh, the communities in different levels, uh, whether it be for social services, uh, housing, um, or other things that are important to our communities. Real quickly, you mentioned the Farm Bureau, which is opposing Measure C in this election. Yes. uh, Your thoughts about that? Well, uh, again, one of the reasons I stepped off the board was to express my own uh, views and concerns uh, and not necessarily be tied uh, to that that was decided by Farm Bureau. Um, though uh, I, during the time that they were considering uh, the measure uh, and the initiative, uh, uh, I was uh, trying to encourage the organizations, not just Farm Bureau, but the others that Farm Bureau's in touch with, uh, to have an open dialogue with those individuals uh, that were involved with the initiative. Um, as actually that uh, wasn't successful, uh, but uh, I personally believe in Measure C and its need uh, to happen and, and to pass. Even though, even though the Farm Bureau, the grape growers, the wine growers, the vintners, I mean, basically every industry group is opposed to it. Yeah, but each of those groups, there are members within the groups uh, that are in favor of it. Some. Some, and, and I, I think that, uh, again, there's concern on uh, on the ends uh, that uh, felt that the county leadership was not doing enough uh, and, again, took the steps uh, in the form of the initiative uh, to try and modify or, or change the uh, position of the county. Is the initiative process the best way to go about that? There's a lot of people that see this not as something about saving some oak trees, but really see it as a way of of some people punishing what they don't like about what the industry has done. Uh, no, I don't. I don't agree with that. I don't think it's a manner of punishment uh, or intended that way at all. Uh, I think it's really a concern over the resource of water and and uh, what we have here as far as our uh, quality of life. Um, and uh, when the governing agencies uh, or the leadership is ignoring that uh, for the benefit of of, a few when you consider the total headcount of the communities in the county. Um, It's more important to try and address the concerns of the majority. I mean, that's the way democracy works. Uh, So I don't, yeah, I I think the initiative and the measure was brought forward out of true concern for what we would lose as far as quality of life and the needed resource of water for our communities and and not for punishment. 
CEO Perez, I thank you so much for coming in and spending some time with us. I really appreciate it. Jeff, I appreciate the invitation and, again, the opportunity to talk. Thank you. You're listening to NapaBroadcasting.com, Napa Valley Radio for the way we live now.